0: Hello, and welcome to Wagga Wheel Coffee Table. It's a film podcast. to the wagon wheel coffee table podcast i'm your host ellis this is episode eight and we're getting into the swing of things now i hope everyone's enjoying the most recent episodes the last episode um, episode seven where we break a story um that hasn't come out yet as of recording but i'm really excited for people to hear that one i think it's a good episode um so hopefully everyone's enjoying it but today uh, on day of recording, actually, um, the Oscar nominations were announced. And I thought we could, I'm just going to kind of give some brief thoughts on that. Um, I haven't seen a lot of the, the, actually the films because in England, I haven't really been watching. I've been waiting for things to come out in the cinema or come become available. Um, so things like After Sun, I haven't seen yet because I missed that. Uh, i haven't seen um tar i haven't seen the fablemans i haven't seen babylon um i haven't seen the whale like most of those have not even come out yet in england but even though even even still i'm going to give some thoughts on on just what i think because i watched some i watched the announcement live and i have i have some thoughts um so i think i'll, I'll not like give my like picks and my predictions and all that kind of thing i just give kind of things that i'm kind of more passionate about because obviously i'm a big fan of the banshees of Initiarium but it's up against a lot of films i haven't seen so example i would probably pick it for original screenplay but i haven't seen um the fablemans and tar but i think it's a better screenplay than everything everywhere and triangle of sadness um but you know i'm just going through them now i haven't seen any of the short films this year animated or not um, best oh let's just talk about best picture, shall we? No, okay, I'll do like actors and stuff first. Um, let's let me find the actors. So, actor in a leading role. So we've got Austin Butler, Colin Farrell, Brendan Fraser, Paul Mescal, and Bill Nighy. Now, I've only seen one of these films. I've only seen The Banshees of Inisherin. I haven't seen After Sun, but I kind of want Paul Mescal to win because I'm such a fan of his. I've only ever seen him in Normal People. But his performance in that um, means quite a lot to me. Um, it kind of it kind of put a lot, without going into too much detail, it kind of put a lot of what I was a lot of what I have felt or was feeling uh, into words. I don't know that performance is just very meaningful for me. Um, so I kind of have a uh, an affinity towards him and After Sun, I guess, even though I haven't seen it. But I think Brendan Fraser's gonna win. Um I know I said I wasn't gonna do my picks and predictions, but yeah, here we go. Here we are. I think Brendan Fraser's gonna win just because I think there's a big campaign for him. Uh and I think it's the kind of pick they'll do to get people on side. And I'm I'm sure he's amazing in the whale. But I think I don't know if there are I, I hope Austin Butler doesn't I hope Austin Butler doesn't get it because it seems a bit obvious. Not that I haven't seen obviously again, I haven't seen Elvis, so my opinion doesn't really matter at all however it seems a bit um i don't want them to get into like a a mode of just doing the same thing every year even though they've only done this once before but for example like um rami malik winning even though his performance was really good i don't want them to just this just reminds me of that even though rami malik was probably deserving of it I don't know what I'm saying. I just... Just lose the accent, Austin. Come on. Um, so, yeah, come on, Paul. Actor in a supporting role. We've got Brendan Gleeson. I was happy to see Brian Terry Henry there. I haven't seen Causeway, but obviously I, um, I really like Atlanta, and he's really good in that. So I'm glad he gets some recognition. Barry Keogh. I don't know how much screen time he has, but he's amazing in it. And Kee Kwan i didn't think his performance was like incredible however i do think he's gonna win um just because again i think the, the academy wants to get people on side and i think they're gonna give it to him just because he's like a redemption, a d- redemption story but you know the industry turned his back on him and now they're like oh we've accepted you again welcome welcome and getting like plaudits for it um but i think brendan gleason should probably win um um, i i would like Key key to win but i just i didn't think his performance was incredible i think it was a good performance but i think he's he's gonna get nominated he's nominated and he'll win because of what i've said um actress in a leading role again i haven't seen i've only seen everywhere all at once actually i have these but i think the people's favorite is Kate blanchett and apparently Andrea Reisenberg, or how you, however you say it, is like a really left field one. Like it's a really unknown film. And there's just been like a weird campaign for it recently. I don't know. Uh actress in a supporting role. I know a lot of people are asking for Stephanie um. But Again, I think her performance was really good. I think Jamie Lee Curtis is a weird choice. I didn't think her performance was like Oscar worthy. It seems just kind of like oh we like everything ever all at once let's jamie lee curtis is in that let's give her a recommendation but i think carrie carrie condon's performance was amazing in in uh, banshees um angelo bassett's gonna win there animated feature film haven't seen any of these apart from, oh i've seen the sea beast and i didn't really like it i just thought it was a rip off of how to train your dragon um and that's one of my favorite films of all time so no points there, really. And Turning Red, I think I've spoken about before in a recent episode. It's pretty good, but I think Pinocchio's probably going to win. Um, but I've heard good things about Puss in Boots as well. Cinematography. I've heard people a bit angry at some sort of this, like, nope isn't here. And I've seen nope, so I guess I'm angry too. Because <laughs> I haven't seen any of these. Um, Directing. Banshees of Sharon, Everything Everywhere. Fableman's Tar, Triangle of Sadness. See, Triangle of Sadness when i when i was reacting to the nominations i was like did that have good direction but i think thinking about it it did i it's kind of a bit of a not a left field because it's not nominated for much it's not obviously nominated for best picture um but i'm glad something different is in the directing one. um but i think spielberg is going to win just cuz spielberg Um, And I think that, I don't mean that in a bad way, I mean in a good thing, like you should win, even though I haven't seen the film. Um, International feature film, a lot of people were angry at the decision to leave wasn't there. Obviously that's the only one I've seen, and I didn't love it, but as it's the only one I've seen, and the only one I've actually heard of, apart from all Quite On The Rest In Front, I think. I haven't heard of a lot of these. Um, Yeah, that's probably why, I think. And it's... Does international just not in the English language? Because like, to me, it's weird that Ireland is in an international feature film. No, does that seem weird? Is it in the Irish language? Maybe it's in the Irish. Maybe it's in the Irish language. Oh, it's in. It's an Irish. It's actually an Irish language film. Okay, maybe that's the reason why it's nominated for this. Um, sorry if I offended Irish people saying that they should speak English. That's not what I meant. I didn't say that, but, uh, no, but I don't want people to think that's what I meant. But, like, Ireland's just right there. You know, it seems with, I don't know. I'm talking shit. It seems like, like, if Ireland's a foreign film, England or something like that should be a foreign I don't know. Um, best picture. Okay, let's just go through the best pictures. So we've got All Quiet on the Western Front, which has been nominated for everything. It seems like... It's been... What, what's a film that was just nominated for every... It's just one of those films where, even though something might not be good about it, because it's kind of like an Academy favourite, it's just nominated. I think the Banshee's a little a like, little bit like that, but I've actually seen that, and I actually like it. Um, so we've got Avatar, which I guess, sure. Banshees, Elvis. Everything, everywhere. Faye Woman's Tar, Top Gun, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Um... I would have liked to have seen Aftersun in here. Again, I haven't seen it, but I'm just talking like what I know people's opinions are about films. That's kind of what I'm basing a lot of this off. Um, Aftersun maybe should have be on there instead of Avatar maybe. Um, but a lot of people are happy about what have been talking. Um, is there anything else I want to talk about with the Oscars? Visual effects, Avatar must win. It's obviously going to win, writing. Is adapted screenplay for Glass Onion just because it's a sequel? Same with Top Gun. That seems weird, but yeah, I think that's all I'll talk about. Um, I don't think I'll tune into the Oscars to be honest. I never do. I'm always working or asleep. It's usually o- overnight. I'm not sure though. Um, but I- I've got some like Oscar. I've got some Oscar-based stuff planned. Um, well, I've got one podcast episode in mind to do Oscar, Oscar-related. Um, I think I'm going to uh, review or watch the first ever Best Picture winner. I think it's called Wings. Because, um, you know, I, th- I feel like if it's the first winner, it should be watched. I don't know why I think that. But I'm going to watch that, I think, for the for the podcast. We'll try and get out, that out before second week of second week of March is when I think the Oscars come out. I feel like I'm talking really quickly. Am I talking really quickly? Because my mouth is so dry. My legs are going dead as well. I decided to sit on the floor for this episode and it's not comfortable at all. Um, I was going to sit at the desk, but there's a lot of stuff on the desk. I didn't want to move the stuff off the desk. Um, <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a link to the main part of the, the episode. What could the link be? Um, oh, Nope wasn't nominated for a lot of things. Speaking of uh, award snubs, today's episode is about Phineas and Ferb in the second dimension. God, I don't even know the name. Second <laughs> Phineas and Ferb, the movie, Across the Second Dimension. So... The reason why I watched this, well, okay, so there was recent news that Phineas and Ferb is going back for more seasons. Uh, and growing up, I was a huge Phineas and Ferb fan. Like I used to watch it every day before school. I think I remember I used to have to leave for school at like eight forty-five. I used to walk to school. Uh, I used to leave for eight, at eight forty-five, uh, and there was it used to be on from eight till nine. So I used to watch the two episodes, eight till half eight, and then obviously like half an episode, which was like one storyline, until quarter two, quickly get ready and leave, just because I wanted to watch as much of Phineas and Ferb as I can. Um, So I wanted to talk about Phineas and Ferb for the podcast, but obviously because it's a film podcast, I might abandon that constriction, um, but because it's a film podcast, I'm trying to make it that way. Uh, I thought my way in would be a Phineas and Ferb film. And I didn't want to watch, like, the Star Wars one or the Marvel one. Although I've heard, like, especially the Star Wars one's pretty good. But I didn't want to watch one of those. I wanted to watch the original. I think this is the first film. Or maybe the Candace Candace one is um, also... uh, Was it Candace's what? Candace Against the Universe. Oh, that's in 2020. Oh, what am I thinking of then? I don't know what I'm thinking of. Um, But anyway, yeah. So I just wanted to talk about Fitness and Ferb, basically. Because I'm a big fan. And I think a lot of people are big fans. Um, It's... For me, growing up, it was Fitness and Ferb and Spongebob were, like, the two big shows for me. Um, I watched both of them consistently, like, every day, up until maybe I was, like, 14. Um... That's probably about right, 14 um, just because I they and they hold up like since since I watched the film yesterday I watched it like last night and then I had to pick my girlfriend up, well I didn't have to <laughs> I picked my girlfriend up from work um, and I was listening to the Phineas and Ferb, like a Phineas and Phib playlist um, on Spotify and it was just the best car journey ever because I just put it on shuffle no, I, yeah, I just put it on shuffle, and I didn't look at the queue or anything. So, like, every song, I was like, oh, shit, I remember this. Oh, my God, I remember this. And I knew, like, most of the words to all the songs. It was such a good car ride, just listening to those classics. But later on, I think later I'll talk more about actually Phineas and Ferb, like, the the show. Um, however, obviously, I need to talk about the film. So, Phineas and Ferb, the movie, Across the Second Dimension... Um, Came out in two thousand and eleven. I looked. <laughs> I looked what the animated uh, feature film uh, nominations were for the Oscars in two thousand and eleven, um, and it was. It was yeah. It was Toy Story three and How to Train Dragon were two of them, and How to Train Dragon is maybe my favorite film of all time. It's definitely up there. Um, so I was like, ah, okay. I was gonna make a point that like it should have won an Oscar, but I was like, ah, okay, maybe not. <laughs> But I, I don't. I think I watched this. So, or I caught some of it while it was on Nickelodeon, or or was it Disney Disney XD? Not Nickelodeon, Disney XD. I caught some of this. I didn't remember much about it. I remembered like evil, evil doof and like cyborg Perry the Platypus. I remember that stuff. Um. But I don't think I'd ever seen this all the way through. Um, and it came. I just. So actually it was on Disney Plus. Thought so I'd watch it. And it's actually quite good. I think the beginnings I liked the beginning because it was just like another episode of Finance and Ferb, which I quite liked. Um But then it kind of turns I got I kind of got a bit like not bored, I just got a bit like I wasn't generic either. I don't know what the word is, but it was But yeah, it wasn't amazing and then I was still watching it and still interested in what was happening. But it just got a bit like a generic film where they're like over a fire pit, even though that's not generic, but you know what I mean? It's a bit not, it's not finished and Furb. you know what I mean? Like they're never, I guess they are. I don't know what I'm talking about, but, and then, which I, I had no knowledge of, they have like an end game sequence before end game. This was like five years before end game. And like at the end, all their old inventions come out. And it's amazing. It's so, I, the feeling, it's 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 basically like Endgame. Obviously, it's not the, exactly the same feeling. But as someone who was such a fan of the TV show, and was just obsessed and would watch it every day, I've seen every episode. It's to see all those old creations come out and destroy things. Like, I'm watching... I'm on n d b and it's playing, like, clips from the film on the home screen. And, like, the roller coasters there for some reason. The spinning tops, the tree houses, monsters, the bulls, the metal shark. Like, all these things I... I've remembered. And it was just a really nice moment. And then Love Handle start playing and that just makes it all... Um, that just makes it all better. Uh, but, yeah. I think... Let me i kind of i wrote some like some small notes um so i'll just look at those um i didn't there was a few things i didn't like i didn't uh, this film isn't amazing there's just really good parts and really like average parts but i guess that's a disney film for you like a, D- a tv disney film um but we got a nice moment with isabella at the end she finally kisses uh phineas um and he loves it so she should go for it um but I remember as a kid, I didn't really realise that she fancied him. <laughs> I didn't get that at all. Um, but obviously, since th- since growing up, I've realised that. Um, alternate universe Candace is a badass. Like, she was cool. I know the the kind of a lot of films, like the alternate universes films, there's like a badass version. Um, but I thought she was really cool. Like, and she's kind of like. Looking after it, and she's not busting her brothers, she's like really fiercely looking after her brothers, uh, which was really nice. Um, because her parents are apparently not. Um, of obvi- it, oh, obviously, like a big point to this film, a big point to this film is that Phineas and Ferb and everyone find out who Perry is, they find out that Perry is a secret agent. Um, and I think. I was kind of hesitant for that because obviously a huge part of the T V show is that they don't know. And obviously at the end of the film they don't know again. Um but I I was hesitant for that. <laughs> Look at me talking about the Phineas and Ferb film like it's a proper film. Anyway. Um but I think it was really nice. I really didn't like how angry Phineas got. I was very transfixed by Phineas's eyebrows. I feel like because in the T V show I don't think Phineas has ever been angry. So it was weird to see Phineas's animated eyebrows do the angry pointing downwards thing. And it was very weird. I wasn't I didn't like Angry Phineas. He's usually so optimistic. I didn't like it. But I guess maybe that proves the point of finding out platypus as a secret agent. And it kind of makes sense that like he's like we could have helped each other, we could have worked as a team, like obviously that's true, they would have been a great asset, but they set up at the beginning that he would have to move families. And I guess they kind of it's good to address the fact that he can't tell them. Because they probably they would help loads with his agent stuff. And obviously he wants to protect them, but still. What else did I think? No Vanessa. Now I'm not so that's obviously Dr. Dufenschmerzer's um daughter. Now I'm not one of those People that was like obsessed with Vanessa. Like I didn't have a crush on Vanessa. But she I definitely remember thinking she was really cool. Like as a kid I was like, oh, whoa, well, Vanessa's cool. I remember like the revelation that Doofenshmirtz had a Kit. And th- yeah, just thinking she was really cool. And obviously there's the Busted song with her and Cadmus, which was amazing. Um, so I'm sad that she wasn't in it to be honest because she's a really fun part of the show. And she's not in it that much. So it feels a bit like a novelty. So I'm, I kind of wish they'd brought her back like obviously jeremy's in the film for some reason um but so like that's like a side character but he's in it more than vanessa um he is in the tv show more than vanessa but i would have liked to see vanessa um but other than that they got a lot of the main players main players They got a lot of the main characters in obviously like the firefly girls firefly are they firefly Fireside Girls. It's because I'm watching The Last of Us TV show. I've got Firefly in my head. The Fireside Girls aren't it that much, but their scene's really cool because they like the Resistance. Um, but yeah. Isabella is a cool character. Uh, and all the Fireside Girls are really funny. Um, I think I remember seeing... Who plays one of the Fireside Girls? It's the... Um... Alex from Modern Family is one of them. Um, And, like, the girl... So, obviously, Ferb's voice character is the boy from Love Actually, who's in love with the American singer. And Vanessa is played by that girl, which is kind of a cool little crossover. I'm glad it it centres around Perry, obviously, because he's, like, the coolest character, basically. Um, And although... Phineas and Ferb don't really invent anything. I think it's interesting that, like, they kind of play on the fact that Dr. Doofenshmirtz and Phineas and Ferb are basically the same people. Just one's a kid and one's an evil genius. You know, know, it's like they're both making inventions just for different means and different motivations. And they kind of play like Phineas and Ferb helping him create the alternate dimension. Um, and obviously at the end all their inventions come back I would, have, I would have liked to see more inventing by Phineas and Ferb in this because that's the whole point of the show um, I remember during the show I was I, n- I didn't know the tri-state area was like a real place but I think it's really funny that Obviously, it's kind of a joke during the show that Doctor Doofenshmirtz doesn't want to take over the world. He wants to take over the tri-state area. And then I remember that there's a shot in one of the episodes um, where he like there's a big map of the world or America, and he goes, "I want to take over the tri-state area," and puts like a magnifying glass over the tri-state area. Um, and in this one, I'm pretty sure this is right where like in the alternate universe where Doofenshmirtz has won and has taken over, he's still only taken over the tri-state area. He hasn't taken over the world. And it's funny that the world would let him turn the tri-state area into, like, this dictatorship with slaves and curfew and all that kind of thing. It's kind of weird that it's still... He hasn't taken over the world still in the second dimension. He's taken over the tri-state area. He's the ruler of it. Um, But, yeah, anyway... I did want to say, actually, that I didn't think the songs were that great in this. I don't know if it's because, like, I'm not nostalgic towards the songs, or I don't remember any of the songs. But, like, there's some real classic songs that we'll talk about later from Phineas and Ferb, the TV show. But I didn't really feel any of that um, in this. Like, none of this... I wasn't, like, afterwards thinking, oh, my God, what was that song? I need to listen to that song. Whereas, obviously, that's a big an iconic part of the TV show, so that was kind of disappointing. Um but you know I'm I'm I'll I'll live with it. I'll live with it. So i now I've spoken about the film I just want to get into speaking about Fingers and Ferber TV show. So obviously I was I was um looking at all the all the songs like this play there's a a compilation on on Spotify of all like the, all the songs, and I thought that maybe I only remembered like the the best ten songs or something, or the best five songs, and like the rest of them I wouldn't really remember. But I was listening to this playlist all the way through, and I know all of them. Like it's weird. I don't I don't th- I don't know if this is all the songs because this came out in two thousand and nine, so it's not all the songs. It's just like the original seasons. So obviously I'm going to know more of those, but. I was trying to... Basically, my plan for this episode was to do, like, a bit of, like, a ranking or a bit of a... um, Just kind of trying to put some favourites out there. But they're so good in so many different ways, all of them. So, like, there's some of them that I didn't really remember that I kind of want to talk about them being really good. Um, Like, we didn't get along. I couldn't remember at all. Um, But then... I remember the episode, but I didn't remember the song. It's where... Um, oh, it's where Doctor Doom smurfs. I can't remember why, but he's fighting a panda instead of Perry. Um, and especially about like them missing each other and them needing each other. Um, there's some classics like Truck Driving Girl, Evil Boys, um, S to the I to the M to the P scrawls my pants, which is in retrospect it's called Simp, which is a bit weird. But it's such a classic. It's such a classic. It's it's so good. That's probably the one I remember the most. Um Gitchy Gitchy Goo, classic, Busted, I've already spoken about spoken about that. That was that was a moment. Um Oh my god, I'm just going, I'm going through this list of songs and like I'm Lindana and I wanna have fun. That was a big episode. Like when it was revealed that their mum was a one hit wonder star, that was a huge episode that was a great episode and that song is only like 45 seconds long so good on her for doing a big hit like that for 45 seconds Um, obviously we get Gigi Gigi Go out of that too that's that one hit wonder Um, but the first actually the first song on this playlist is um, the first song on this playlist is the theme song but it's not just the theme song it's a lot longer than that there's a lot more like verses about it and they kind of describe one um things that are actually in the show not just um like because in the opening title sequence of the show it's things that they've done but aren't actually in the show whereas the rest of it they kind of describe i think they describe talking about a roller coaster and stuff and there's none of that like, Mom, Phineas some Pharaoh making a title sequence. There's none of that. It's just like the song and another verse. It's like hearing the full version of the Friends song, basically. Um, or the Gilmore Girls soundtrack. It's just like the full version of that. There's just an extra verse in there. Um What other songs are there? Oh, there's there's also the slow ones, the the kind of authentic ones are really nice. Like I was listening to what's it called? Um, I love you, mom. And do nothing day, and little brothers. Like these are all really sincere songs. Like little brothers is so funny. Like the 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 word. What's the line? It's because you're young. You're related. No, what is it? And your boys. Like it's little little brothers. You're young. We're related and your boys. That's <laughs> just a, such a funny line. I'm sorry for singing. Um, there's also... Right, we have to talk about Love Handle. We have to talk about Love Handle. One of the greatest episodes in cartoon history was the Love Handle episodes. Not only do we get "Snuck Your Way Right Into My Heart, which is a banger, we also get Ain't Got Rhythm and Fabulous, which are two great songs when they're trying to get the drummer and the bass guitarist... Um, so you come back to the band like those two are amazing songs like really good really good um what other ones have we got oh chains on me i remember the chains on me episodes where they lose their where they get busted and lose their imagination that that was a strange episode for me when i was a kid so i was like this isn't right they got busted this isn't no invent something <laughs> Um, but it's a really good song. Like, the growliness of Got These Chains On Me is really fun, um, but also incredibly depressing. And then there's some really fun ones, like Queen of Mars is really fun. Um, like, the Candice ones are always really fun. Um, obviously it's, um, Ashley Tinsdale. Um, so there's, like, Queen of Mars. Um, what else is there? Disco Miniature Golfing Queen. That's a good one. Um... Um, Backyard Beach as well. Obviously, that's centred around Candace a lot. Um, my Undead Mummy and Me. That's also a really good one. It's not one of my favourites, but it's also really good. I forgot about Ready for the Bays. And that's a crazy tune. I can't remember the episode, but that's a really good tune. He's a Bully. I forgot about He's a Bully. Truck Driving Girl, obviously. That's a really good one to talk about it. Um, Do Nothing Day. The beginning of Do Nothing Day is just kind of Jeremy listing some random things. And it kind of sounds to me like a parody Bo Burnham song because he's saying like flowers and freshly baked, freshly baked cookies and uh, freshly washed bedding. It's not that, but it's like flowers and cookies and 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 perfume and uh, and uh, and pies. I don't know, but it's a lot of that sort of stuff. But it's the like the 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 chorus where it goes slow down. That's really nice part of the song. Um, I was trying to pick my favorite. And I think "snuck your way right into my heart" is a real is like a classic. Um, but obviously, that's kind of love handle. It's not Phineas Ferb or Candace or anything like that. Um, when I was in the car listening to more for the first time, like I was jamming out most it was like gitchy, gitchy, goo" because there's no words really. It's really easy. Busted is a tune. Um, obviously, S-I-N-P, throw in my pants." My nemesis. My nama nama. Ooh, my nama nama nama. Like, that one, I for, I didn't, I kind of forgot about it, but as soon as it came on, I knew all the words. It was one of those moments, I love that. My Goody 2 Brother, I forgot about that one, actually, that's a pretty good one. Good episode, Um, kind of an okay song, it's a pretty good song, actually. All these are pretty good. Um... Take a Rocky ship to space. I forgot about. I'm not a huge fan of that one, but it's pretty good. Same with Phineas Droids and Furbots. Like I forgot about that, but it's, it's an okay one. Um, but I really liked like Ain't Got No Rhythm. That's really good as well. Is it? I think growing up, that was one of my favorite ones because it has a nice, has a nice syncopation as Phineas says in the song. Um. But yeah, I'm. I'm really. I just. I just love talking about Phineas and Verb. Someone talked to me about Venice and Ferb. This has been such a rambly episode. I, I don't think I've said anything interesting. Like, my talk about the film wasn't that... I didn't go in that depth about the film. Like, the, <laughs> I've just spoken about the music from longer than I've probably spoken about the film. But the music's so good. <laughs> the music's so good. I'm I'm Like, I think tonight I'm just going to watch Phineas and Ferb. Just because it's so good and i haven't seen any more of the films i don't think so maybe i'll watch some of those but yeah i'm trying to think of some good inventions like the roller coaster one's iconic that's i think that's the episode 1 maybe um that's iconic like the i'm just thinking of like the tree houses fight and the, the yeah um so many are coming to my head right now that i don't really want to talk because i'll just get i'll get <laughs> i get overwhelmed um I'm glad I watched this film. It's really good. It's n- I don't think it's on the same level of cartoons to movies as like The SpongeBob SquarePants movie and The Simpsons movie. I think they're probably better. Um but they don't have as good as moment as the Endgame moment where all his inventions come and destroy the 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 bots. Actually, um I was hoping for more like Balaji and Buford and all that sort of stuff. But I'm glad Norm got some play. Like I remember, I used to find Norm really funny when I was when I was growing up. The robot, uh, Dupin Semester's robot. I used to find him really funny. Even um, Meep, that piece of shit, who turned up and then went. Even Meep gets a mention, like a brief kind of like, oh, forget about him. Mention, <laughs> which was fun um that was the alien that arrived and was a part of the show for a little bit or maybe just i can't remember if it was just one episode or like a an extended episode or if it was a whole season or i just remember meep just going around again meep as an alien um <laughs> but yeah that was my that was my that was my review of the film and the songs so i wanted to finish the episode um with a I don't know if it's a fan theory, a fan theory, um, but I I remember hearing about this and kind of being it's kind of like one of these like dark theories about something. Um, but one of the theories is that I think. I'm trying to remember it. I've kind of Googled it, but it's not giving me like a very clear thing. But like the theory was that Phineas and Ferb. So Candace has, so okay, Phineas and Ferb died in a car crash, I think. Um, and Candace can't deal with their deaths and has schizophrenia and kind of imagines that the boys are alive. And they're creating all these wonderful things. But the parents can never see it because the, pe- the the boys are dead. That was kind of the gist of the theory. Now, it doesn't really make sense because obviously the parents talk to Phineas and Ferb sometimes. but And I can't remember if the creator ever spoke about it. I thought I remember seeing the creator spoke about it. Um, but let me just read a bit into it. Oh, there's another part of the theory um that Dr. Duffensmertz is her therapist. I forgot about that, but he she sees him as evil, so he she she creates that he's evil in her head. Wow, yeah, I forgot about that, but obviously, like it doesn't really make sense because there are episodes that Candice it's not from her perspective, like the parents talk to the kids all these kind of things but I think it's just a really interesting way of looking at the show and I like kind of like going for like a real world darker backstory of of really animated films I think it's just I if I just wanted to kind of talk about it just because if you haven't heard that theory um I think it's I remember hearing about it when I was younger and really like digging into it um I don't, obviously, I don't really believe that theory just because the, as soon as you start to poke holes in it it kind of falls apart but I think it's just an interesting one um, that the kids are dead and she, this is the her way of keeping them alive Um, and obviously and because obviously they are dead the inventions aren't real I think it's quite a beautiful thing to have like your brothers have died and you're trying to keep them alive and you're making you're making them create these wonderful things, you know? Um yeah, I think it's just a nice thought. And I th- I think in seventy years when Phineas and Ferb goes out of copyright, if it ever does, I'd like to see that origin episode. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, I'm joking. That's horrible. Um But it's kind of it's kind of like if anyone's seen the last episode of Tom and Jerry. Like that's canon and it's dark. Like they killed themselves in the last episode of Tom and Jerry, but they had to carry on because the I think the studio was like you can't have Tom and Jerry end like this. But they killed themselves because they're they're both heartbroken and they go onto a bridge and they get run over by a train and that's the end of Tom and Jerry. Like the original seasons, um, which is wild. Um, but I like I like when cartoons have got these like not lessons in them, but just this kind of, like, whiff of seriousness and whiff of, like, no, this shit's real, Um, which Finnis and Ferb doesn't have at all. Yeah, so that's it for this episode, I think. Um, I don't know if this is going to be at all interesting or a good episode, especially if if you're not a Finis and Ferb fan, then this is going to be the worst episode in the world. I can't even remember if I spoke about the film properly, Um, but I just rambled for however long about Finis and Ferb's songs, and the film a little bit, I guess, and some weird schizophrenic story that that apparently is a theory. Um, but I hope <laughs> I hope it was enjoyable for everyone, um, and I hope that you're enjoying the podcast. Actually, um, I think by the point by the time this comes out, I'm, I would have been starting promoting the episodes and stuff. Um, so I hope everyone listening to this is is enjoying the podcast so far. Um, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell me what you think of it. You know it. At the minute I'm kind of just making this and putting it out and no one's really telling me if it's good or not. Um, apart from like friends I've I know that have listened to it. But like nobody I'm get it's kind of weird doing something and not getting like um feedback on it or like people saying, Yeah, this is good, we're liking it or No, this isn't good, your shit. Um I hope people are listening, like in the last episode I took I think it's the last episode, yeah, I talk about like where people are listening from, uh, which is really interesting, and I hope people aren't just listening with VPNs and that actually people are from the places that my analytics say they're from. Um, but anyway, yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed listening. Um, leave a review, leave a rating, whatever you want to do. That uh, it would be helpful. It'd be helpful to hear about this and if you're enjoying it. Um, but you know, no pressure. You know, I don't want to force people into it, you know, but uh, if you do leave a review, I will definitely read it out because, you know, I need to fill fill some time. <laughs> and also, I would appreciate any sort of review um, or a star rating or anything, even if it's bad. I just I just want some kind of interaction on this in terms of just to know that I'm doing, just to know, I don't know, I'm just thinking a lot about what people think because um, I want to start promoting it. So I'm thinking a lot about what people think about it. Um, so I'm kind of anticipating that anyway I'll shut up now well as as always the end of these podcasts are just me rambling for a little bit and then I trail off and just cut the audio um, but thank you very much for listening and I will hear you no and you'll hear me next week goodbye